And now, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. He's a successful entrepreneur, published author, top listing agent, a real estate and finance expert that goes to bat for you every day as a consumer advocate. Your host and the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Yes, this is the Consumer Quarterback Show with Brandon Rhymes. My name is James DeJerome. I'm a producer here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Been with Brandon about four years now. I'm one of the producers on the show. Jose, back there, you'll hear him occasionally, is our radio producer. So if you're listening to the show at 4 p.m. on AM860, I want to thank you for that. Maybe you're catching the Sunday morning replay on 1025 FM. We offer the show as well, uh, stream. So we stream the show at Facebook Live. Uh, Johnny is our TV producer, Johnny Torres. So we're going to talk about some properties on the show. We're going to pitch some different things. We're going to meet some great expert contributors, and we're going to meet our sponsors for the Consumer Quarterback Show. You can check them all out at ConsumerQB.com, by the way. And I certainly want to encourage you to check out our re- our YouTube channel. Uh, search Brandon Rhymes, Platinum MVP team at YouTube, and you can get to meet everybody, see the show, kind of check out what we're doing here as a consumer advocate for you. So a sponsor for this segment is Brandon Porter. Brandon is a veteran himself. He employs a, a whole uh, team of veterans to do the gutter work around these properties. If you're a house and you don't have a gutter on it, you sure want one because this rainy season is coming and all this water that's coming off your roof is just going to pound into the ground outside your house and kind of hurt your foundation. Get some gutters put on your house. Get in touch with Brandon Porter, Veteran Gutters. He does a great job as a sponsor here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. And as I mentioned, Brandon owns the Platinum MVP team. We still have some real estate opportunities, even with the great competition out there for real estate now. Brandon has a few. Johnny, what are you going to do for us? Throw up on the screen. Let's see what we got for you. Here in the Tampa Bay area, Brandon has an opportunity in the Carrollwood Village area, 14663 Village Glen. This is gorgeous, completely renovated, outdoor pool and kitchen, covered lanai, outdoor shower. It's really a sharp-looking property, 14663 Village Glen in Tampa. Again, the Carrollwood area. This 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 uh, features a master bath, jacuzzi, tub, sauna, and a tanning bed. So really cool property there in the Carrollwood area. Get in touch with Brandon if you're looking to relocate to the Carrollwood area. And here's one in Dade City. Maybe you uh, want to open a restaurant. We've got an established restaurant in the Dade City area, right in downtown. Uh, it's got two dining rooms, a one-bedroom, one-bath apartment is on this property as well. So if you're a restaurant tour, you're looking to open up a restaurant in the Dade City area, Brandon has a perfect opportunity for you, 14121 7th Street in Dade City. Again, don't leave money on the table. Get in touch with Brandon for all your real estate needs. Okay, one of our expert contributors that I love talking to is Carmika Rubin. She's a lawyer here in the Tampa Bay area, and she comes so prepared every time. She's got a subject for us today foreclosure. And it's kind of a bad word. I don't think anybody's looking forward to hearing about foreclosure. <laughs> the funny thing is, even if you're an owner, foreclosure is not great. So if you're a tenant, you don't want to be foreclosed. But it's not that easy to foreclose on a tenant if you're an owner either. That is so accurate. And thank you for having me here today. It's always a pleasure to come back and uh, talk to you and to the listeners. Right. And, and you know, foreclosure can be a bad word. And that's why I love these awesome opportunities to share with people how you can take a bad word hmm. and make some good out of it. <laughs> okay, so foreclosure in the state of Florida right now, of course, everywhere, we're hearing this inflation and costs rising and people get nervous. Uh, so foreclosure is going to be something you're going to be hearing about. Tell me a little bit about what makes it different in Florida. So Florida is, is very unique. Sometimes people, when you think about law, you think that law is the same in every state that you go to, and that's not true. So in Florida, if a lender is saying, I'm going to accelerate your note, I'm going to go to court and now claim back your property to sell it to satisfy the note, that's how we do it in Florida. Mm -hmm. But in California and some other states, they actually 
have you signed a deed to hmm. them? And then when you get into a position where you're not making your mortgage payments and you get into their definition of a foreclosure, then they just take your house and you have to go to court to get your house back. Wow. So Florida, the lenders do not own your home. You own your home. Your name is on the deed, but they do have ownership of that promissory note and they have to go to court to enforce it. Some other states, they take your property and make you go to court. Wow. So be careful out there. Now, I'm not sure I understand the definition of foreclosure. I always think it's lack of payment so the tenant has not paid. The owner of the property says, I'm going to foreclose on you. What are some of the scenarios I haven't even thought of in terms of foreclosure? What are some circumstances that might arise? Foreclosure is an awesome, well, I shouldn't say awesome. <laughs> it depends on which side of the right. coin that you're on. If you are a if you are a homeowner or if you are a lender, then you look at it slightly differently. For lenders, they're saying, well, we loaned you certain money. Um, and we want the payment. If the payment isn't there, they give you approximately the average is 90 days. Can they set those terms or is the state set those terms? It's contractual. Oh, okay. That's why the, the key, especially when foreclosure was, you know, even hotter years ago and some people were fighting, you know, they're like, we're just not going to give you the home to sell. It's because of what is written in the note. Mm. So the courts only enforce what you already put in place. I see. And so the note has specific terms of what to do if you're behind, um, uh, what they have to do, who is the owner. There are so many different terms and conditions that we are, give me the house and we sign Mm. and we never really understand what we're signing in that promissory note. Boy, the details are really critical on all this contractual stuff. I always feel like I need to hire somebody to take a look at it for me. I just feel better knowing there's another set of eyes looking through it, you know? <laughs> always, always. And, you know, that that's always a great thing. I want to highlight one other thing when it comes to foreclosure, though, because we think about the lenders, but there's other means that a person can be foreclosed on if you have a HOA. Mm. So there's a particular statute that says if you're not paying your assessment fees, and if you're not also paying your taxes. Okay. So there's there's a three main ways that your home can be taken because of lack of payment. If you don't pay your county taxes, they can foreclose. Right. And if you don't pay your assessment fees for HOAs, homeowners associations, they can take your home. Mm. And I'm speaking generically because there's a whole process. Right. And then if you don't pay your mortgage, So those are the ways, those are the type of liens, mortgage liens, um, deed or tax liens, and um, homeowners association liens. Those can be converted into a petition, go to court to sell to satisfy the money that's owed. Hmm. So again, my in my mind, I was thinking, boy, I have a, I'm a landlord and I have a tenant that doesn't pay or they're behind and I want to foreclose. The first step is I got to make sure I'm, I'm able to do that contractually. What does it say in the contract this person has signed? So I know if I, I got the, you know, the ability to do this. Yeah. So what's awesome about law, because everything is, everything is, is hinged on the words and the uses of the terms. Hmm. So you are a tenant with a landlord. I'm sorry, you you are a landlord that have a tenant, so you wouldn't even entertain foreclosure. If that tenant is not cooperating with what their contractual responsibilities are, that's eviction, that's uh-huh. um, unlawful detainer, that's ejectment. But the tenants, they become concerned with the foreclosure <laughs> is when you, between your contractual agreement with the lender, whoever owns your promissory note, when you guys have issues. Mm. Now they're like, oh my gosh, what do I do? You know what? Tenants do when the landlord is in foreclosure with their lender, they need to keep paying their bills. 
they are not excused from this contract right. because of that contract. Two different terms, two different sheets of papers, two different levels of responsibilities. So that tenant needs to continue to pay because you can evict them, although you as a homeowner slash landlord is in foreclosure. Wow. So I hadn't considered that one. So the bank says, hey, you know, there's a problem here, your property, but you have a tenant that's terms are correct. They're up to date on everything. So you have an obligation as the landlord to continue providing uh, a a home for this person. Exactly. Because it's contractual. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And some tenants believe that, well, now that you, the homeowner, are in foreclosure, I don't have to pay my rent. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. That's not that's not how it goes. You're the homeowner's responsibility slash business with another person in their contract does not directly affect the tenant because their lease has to be honored. Hmm. There's a whole act out there that will protect the interests of the tenant. Well, I can imagine in the state of Florida, we have a lot of investors that sublet, you know, they have people staying in the property. So like, this could come up quite a bit because you never know. You don't know the financial condition of the gentleman you're renting from. You don't no. know what their position is. No. And, and sometimes tenants get that letter because they have to be notified when there's a foreclosure lawsuit filed mm. and they're like, ooh, 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 I don't have to do anything. I don't have to pay. Right. And that's not true. I see. Because that's a contract between them and their landlord, tenant, homeowner. Okay, so before we move on, I want to make sure I have a definition of foreclosure. I understand what it's all about. And now when you, when the question comes up, can I stop a foreclosure, Is that that could be from the standpoint of, hey, I'm the homeowner and the bank is giving me an issue. Then I've, I, Can I stop that? How, what are the steps I need to take? And then you talked about the other one with the tenant and the landlord. So to stop a foreclosure, to stop it completely, to end it, is to pay the debt, maybe, maybe – Either you're selling the property because everyone is not underwater. There may be equity. You can sell the property and then the foreclosure lawsuit will be dismissed. You can settle or do a loan modification, which is just changing the terms. And that underneath that modification will stop the foreclosure. Some people file bankruptcy. That will only stop the foreclosure sell when they're looking to sell your home. But it does not dismiss the foreclosure lawsuit. So when people come out of bankruptcy, you got to be ready to go back to court for that foreclosure lawsuit. Now, Kamika, I'm woefully uneducated in this area, so I'm going to ask you some questions. If they're silly, you tell me. When you're talking about somebody who doesn't have the the money or, or they're in that position that you just described, how I'm confused as to how the next step there. So uh, you, you're the lender. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you have a tenant that's not paying or you have an issue with the bank that you're not – that. That, that, that you can't make you, you can't make your payment. How do you when you get grace from the bank, uh, you can still you're still collecting rent from the tenant. So does the lender then take the, I mean, it feels like they would want to push you right out of the way and just take the money directly from the tenant who's paying. That is an awesome question. So let me give two scenarios. One, that's the homeowner and mm-hmm. the tenant. That's the lender typically does not come in and say, give me the rent. Mm-hmm. Because the statute doesn't allow for that. Uh-huh. Uh, but when you're talking about an HOA, mm-hmm. homeowners associations, they can then go to court and they can motion and say, Your Honor, because it's assessments, we are seeking to have rent to be paid directly to us. Right. So the scenarios that I've seen most is with HOAs having the tenant to, by court order, pay them directly. But when it comes to foreclosures, I rarely, I rarely see where a court or a lender will 
force the tenant to pay that rent directly mm. to the uh, the lender or the plaintiff. It just occurred to me that if you're the person the investor and you're sitting back watching somebody not pay you while they collect rent from a tenant, you're like, man, that doesn't feel right. It doesn't, but it happens. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't. And that's why people seek to try to modify or come to some type of resolution because many times people become professional Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, foreclosure yeah. defendants, and they learn the legal system, and, the and they try steppers. to, yeah, they yeah, get right up close to it. Yeah, I exactly, know how that works. exactly. All right, what about a pre foreclosure? Ah, that's a great opportunity for the the borrower, who typically is the owner of the property, to negotiate before an actual lawsuit is even filed. Okay. So typically, you get about ninety days before the lender will say. I would not receive any payment whatsoever. And then they will put into what they call foreclosure, but legally I say Mm pre-foreclosure, but they send it to their attorney and they're like, if you can't enter into a program with us, we're going to file a lawsuit against you to sell the property. So you can either enter into a program for repayment, for forbearance, um, for loan modifications, if you're trying to keep the home. If you're not trying to keep the home, you can do deed in lieu of foreclosure or short sale. So understand what your end goal is, whether it's your homestead or invested uh, mm-hmm. or investment property. And when you understand what you're seeking, you can better strategize. Right. Okay. So uh, what if the property is not in my name? What do I do? If it's not in your name and your file and your yeah, my parents or my family. Exactly. And you're served with the lawsuit. So you still have an obligation to reply. The difference is you may not be liable financially for the debt. So if anyone was to look your name up in public record, they would see that a foreclosure lawsuit was filed against you. However, if you did nothing at all because your name is not on that promise to pay back, mm-hmm. that promissory note, then you're not held liable financially. Hmm. So you can fight if you want possession, but if you don't, you don't have to. And I highly recommend for people to seek an attorney, whether it's myself or someone else, because there's so many different options available. Well, I can tell you just from this conversation, I've learned a bunch about foreclosure and things I didn't even anticipate where I might be a tenant in a rental situation. And this may affect me just because the person who owns the property I'm staying in is in this situation. Oh, yeah. So the idea that uh, you're a renter and you don't have to know anything, you just pay your rent. It kind of helps to, have, again, knowledge is power, right? So the more you know about this subject, the better off you are. So exactly. get in touch with Carmika because these contracts, I imagine, can be quite detailed. Very detailed. And most people don't read them. But when it's time to fight, that's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. We read, we defend, and we seek for the court to enforce the terms and conditions. Just because you're a delinquent doesn't mean that you're automatically liable for foreclosure uh, for a foreclosure loss. Have you seen the court uh, take issue or, or take sympathy on a specific set of circumstances that arose? I know we saw the pandemic and we had the foreclosure kind of issues in, in the pandemic. Has anything else ever caused them to be, give you that extra time? Well, the courts, <laughs> the courts are very interesting because judges are people right. and they look at it like it's a, an agreement. Mm. You sign an agreement to pay, you fail to pay. Give them back their property. Simple. Most judges are favorable 
to the lenders, mm-hmm. to the plaintiffs. And so it was extremely difficult to come in to give that that awesome story about what happened. There was a, a story that happened years ago, maybe 2010, 2011, down south, where the judge says, everyone stand up. They stood up. They were all um, homeowners. And they said, if this is your excuse that you it's Christmas time, if this is your excuse, if this is your excuse, if this is your excuse, all I want to know is, do you want to be in or out of your home before New Year's? <laughs> that was it. So every sob story, they're like, we've heard it all. all right. We've seen it all. Either you can come in here with a contractual defense, a legal defense. If you don't have it, you got to say bye bye to your home. The law offices of KV Rubin, PA, Rubenslaw.com. All right, come right here. Is that the best way to get you on the website? Oh, yeah. www.rubinslaw.com. Man, I love when Carmika comes in. Thanks so much for coming in today, Carmika. Awesome. Thank you for having me. All right. Don't go anywhere. Coming up, we got Brandon Faust in the house right here in our Salem Media Group studios. And I'm telling you, this dual enrollment program in Hillsborough County is really cool. I'm going to tell you all about it in our feel good section. Don't go anywhere. This is the Consumer Quarterback. Hey, this is Grant Cardone, and you've been listening to the phenomenal Brandon Rhymes, the Consumer Quarterback Show. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-917-1894, online at ConsumerQB.com. Hey, Brandon Rhymes here for Cleaning Commandos here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Cleaning Commandos are hiring, and they're offering competitive wages, flexible hours, relaxed atmosphere, and a sign-on bonus. Reach out if you'd like a career with the Cleaning Commandos here in Tampa Bay. Info at CleaningCommandosLLC.com or call 813-750-0550, 813-750-0550, Cleaning Commandos, Consumer Quarterback Show. Hey, Brandon Rhymes here. We are looking for real estate investors. We've got a new relationship bringing us a tremendous amount of off-market real estate investment opportunities. So text the word investor to our hotline, 813-750-0550. Off-market real estate investment opportunities. Text investor to 813-750-0550. Brandon Rhymes here, Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. Looking for real estate investors. Send us a text. Have you desired more income and more freedom in your life? Now is your time. Keller Williams Realty has just launched our own real estate school, and you can get licensed for free. I'm Brandon Rhymes, host of the Consumer Quarterback Show, owner of the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. And for the first three people who reach out, I will personally coach you. 813-917-1894. Call or text 813-917-1894. ConsumerQB.com. ConsumerQB.com. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. That's right, ConsumerQB.com, a great resource for the, all the listeners of the show. We want you to go there and check out some of the properties you hear pitched. You can meet our expert contributors and some of our sponsors. we got a sponsor for this segment, Golf Cart Depot, also known as Discovery Golf Cars. Everyone's got a golf cart for walking the dog or trick-or-treating or whatever it is. The kids in my neighborhood skateboard all the time. They're pulling each other around the block. So get yourself a golf cart from Discovery Golf Cars. They've got a couple of locations. They do a great job financing. They repair the whole, anything you need golf cart-wise. That is where to go, Discovery Golf Cars, the official 
golf cart sponsor of the Consumer Quarterback Show. We're going to look at a few properties. What do you got for me, Johnny? Always take a look at a few properties here on the Consumer Quarterback Show because Brandon owns the Platinum MVP team. We want to make sure that we keep you aware of what's out there at 4220 West Pearl Avenue. We've got a 1,200-foot square uh, square foot building. This is a mixed-use opportunity on the corner, so uh, centrally located in South Tampa. Um, you Maybe you're a contractor. You have another business. You're looking to get into that area. 422 West Pearl Avenue in Tampa. Great uh, opportunity right in the corner there for a business. So if you're looking for a commercial opportunity, Brandon's got one. Here's something in in the city of Brandon, a completely remodeled office building. So another commercial opportunity. You've got 12 treatment rooms like a doctor's office in there. Updated front desk and reception area. 1211 North Parsons, right in Brandon. Again, a little more than 2,100 square feet, uh, close to restaurants, shopping, major thoroughfares, right down there uh, in the on a major road. So 1211 North Parsons Avenue, Brandon. Another commercial opportunity from Brandon Rhymes and the Platinum MVP team. He always says, don't leave money on the table. Now in our Salem Media Group studios, our old friend Brandon Faust is back. He's the owner of Mold Solutions USA. What's going on, Brandon? Hello. Glad to be back. I mean, Brandon is a popular name on this, on this <laughs> we show, We can't right? get away from Brandon on this program. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it's hard to get away from mold as well. I know that it never stops uh, down here with people and uh, real estate's a big driver of the show. We talk a lot about home services. Man, I know mold does not stop. What's the latest going on out there in the mold world? Yeah, I mean, I'm glad to talk about it uh, for a number of reasons. But um, ult- ultimately, it's because it's something that's near and dear to my own um personal family with right. my son and also with me as well. So you uh, had an issue where you got ill from mold? I did. In 2019, I was basically exposed to mold. And um, believe it or not, I didn't know. Uh, even being a professional mold inspector, wow. a mold remediator, I had done the air samples in my master bedroom. They came back clean. Um, I but had, you were experiencing symptoms. I had, was definitely experiencing symptoms. I was experiencing a pain in my chest that wouldn't go, wouldn't go away. I was getting a fever. Every month, um, I had done a test, a mycotoxin test, that showed that I was uh, really high in a particular mycotoxin. And mycotoxin, myco is the Greek word for fungus, okay. and toxin something poisonous. So there's a particular test that you can do to see if you actually have the mold toxins in your body. And they found it in your blood. Yeah, they did. They found it. Yeah. So I was high on um, that particular mycotoxin called ochotoxin A, and uh, I thought it was from going into other people's moldy homes. Right. That's what I thought it was coming from because the air sample showed that I was totally clean in my house. The thing that I wasn't really thinking with or looking at is that the air samples are only testing for spores. They don't actually test for the gas, okay. the, the gas that mold releases. So uh, fortuitously, like fortunately and um, luckily, my AC overflowed. And uh, that was six months later. At the time, it didn't it didn't feel lucky. I felt like it was uh, <laughs> yeah. not, not fun at all. Right. But I was removing the continuous flooring, and I got to my master bedroom, popped a baseboard, and there was a toxic mold behind that baseboard. And then uh, looked further, and about two feet up, I had another mold called Aspergillia. So wow. these two molds were fighting it out in my master bedroom. How about that? Yeah. So Mold Solutions USA is something that you guys need to think about whether or not you've got an active mold issue because you want to know what's going on in the walls. You can't see this stuff. Uh, again, like I said, I, obviously I have a lot of experience right. in the subject and I didn't, I didn't know. Uh, a lot of times people think that you can smell it. That's not always the case. Um, definitely it's not something that you're necessarily going to see. A mold spore is microscopic. Right. You can fit 10 mold spores on the tip of a hair. So, of course, once you run, you run into a nest like I did once I removed the baseboard, I could definitely see it. Mm-hmm. Behind the wall, I could definitely see it once I opened it up. 
but at the time you can't see the gas that it's that it's releasing. Right. So in some cases, you know, you might find it if you're doing a deep dive, which is what happened even earlier when my son was a month old. Ooh, I want to talk about your yeah. son definitely when we come back from this break because can you imagine being a parent and of course you feel responsible for your kid's health and you you don't realize that you're in a, your home is making your child sick. It's a crazy concept. You might not even consider that until yeah. you you got to talk to Brandon and uh, Mold Solutions because I can imagine being a, a, a home a parent and seeing your kid get ill and not really knowing what to do about it. What a what a uh, frightening prospect. So don't go anywhere. Brandon's coming back. Of course, I want to tell you about the students who dream about being teachers we got students right here in Hillsborough County who are enrolled in high school. They teach high school, and they go to college at the same time. An awesome program. We're going to talk all about it. Don't go anywhere. This is the Consumer Quarterback Show. This is Chris Voss, former FBI lead hostage negotiator and owner of the Black Swan Group. And you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show, hosted by my friend Brandon Rack. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-917-1894, online at ConsumerQB.com. Listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at consumerqb.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-917-1894. Yes, please give Brandon a call if you want to discuss any of the properties you hear pitched on the Consumer Quarterback Show, or maybe you want to get in touch with one of our expert contributors, or patronize one of our great sponsors for the show, as we have quite a few. The sponsor for this segment is Replenish IV Solutions. Very cool business model. Steve and Lisa Gunnan have been longtime friends of the Consumer Quarterback Show. These folks can come directly to your business if you can't get to one of their Bay Area locations and give you a vitamin drip, uh, uh, an IV hookup right there in your office to make you feel better, get your immune system working at maximum speed, and make sure that uh, you tell them that you heard about it on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Steve and Lisa Gunnan replenish IV solutions. Okay, we're going to look at some properties as we always do here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Johnny Torres is our TV producer. Of course, the show's on YouTube, streaming live if you want to check it out. What do you got for me property-wise today, John? Here's one in Tampa, 3008 North Nebraska Avenue, about 3,600 square feet, six rooms, three bathrooms. This is a mixed-use building opportunity, so plenty of building and street parking in the Seminole Heights area, uh, close to I-275 and I-4. You can get downtown right to the Riverwalk in the Tampa area, 3008 North Nebraska, six rooms. So really mixed-use building opportunity. Come up with your own idea. Get in touch with Brandon if you want to check that out, 3008 North Nebraska. Here's one in Clearwater. This is a 1,500-square-feet, a, a two-bedroom, two-bath. This is a two king-size master suites with a bonus room right on the intercoastal waterway in Clearwater. Marble flooring, granite countertops, saltwater pool, gym, and private boat dock. You're walking distance to downtown Clearwater, so 700 North Osceola Avenue in Clearwater. Get in touch with Brandon. Don't leave money on the table. All right, before the break, we were visiting with Brandon Faust. He's the owner of Mold Solutions USA. We were talking about how none of us really know where mold is or can see it. It's invisible, so it's about the gas. He had a personal experience where he felt symptoms and didn't really know what was going on. But you have a child, and of course, as a parent, you're always concerned about your kid's health. Talk a little bit about the situation you have with your kid. Sure. So my son at a month old, he was having a hard time breathing three days in a row. 
And uh, there was no question about it. My wife was uh, definitely scared. Wow. I started to get concerned uh, as well, you know, and it was at a point where we're like, we need to get him to the hospital because this is not going away. Hmm. So fortunately, I had just gotten into the industry at the time and I had done enough training where I said this could be environmental. There may be something happening here that's stopping him from being able to get the the breath that he needs to get the oxygen, whatever it may be. So sure enough, I started looking and we got into the... um, into his room, you know, I was searching around and I just moved the shelving system and there was about a foot and a half of a mold called Aspergillus that had climbed up the shelving system that we had just bought. And what did it, how did it appear to you, Brandon? You saw it, it like dark color discoloration? No, so that's one of the myths about mold, that it's only black mold that you should be concerned about. But in actual fact, one of the ones that is uh, also extremely concerning is a white mold or whitish greenish mold called Aspergillus penicillium. Just right on the wall. It was, just, it was actually climbing up the shelving system that we had just gotten from Ikea. And huh. the reason why is I had a pinhole leak that I didn't know about that my mom had come to visit because of the my son just being born. Right. So whenever she was taking a shower, there was a pinhole leak that was leaking behind the wall. So that uh. water was making that shelving system wet and it started growing. And that was the same room that the return from the AC was located. So the AC unit was pulling that moldy air and distributing it throughout the house. So, of course, we fixed the leak, removed the contaminated material, and then did a whole atomized sanitization process on the home. And the next day, he slept an hour longer and had no trouble breathing. And it was black and white. There was not even a question about it. Man, you got to be a private detective. I mean, this stuff is crazy because you can't even see it. Now, in the past, one of the things that I've really... Mind blowing for me was this is a living organism, guys. So when you, if you think you're just going to grab a sponge and walk up on it with some uh, fantastic spray it and wipe it off and it's gone, talk a little bit about how it senses this kind of thing and has a response. Sure. So again, uh, another myth that we should probably start a program called Mold Myths or something like that. But one of them is that you can just hit mold with bleach and then that will take care of right. it. But the thing that most people aren't realizing is it, it is a, a living, breathing organism. And just like anything else, it does have defense mechanisms built into it. Wow. So if you were to attack a, a skunk, what's it going to do? It's going to release a toxic gas, right, to make you run away. Yep. Uh, same type of thing with mold. It's like uh, taking a baseball bat to a beehive. You might get mm-hmm. rid of some of it, but then you agitate it. And for those people that are actually allergic to mold or even more sensitive, which is about 25% of the population, it can really cause a tremendous amount of trouble. And there's an even smaller amount, maybe one to two, one to three percent that are super sensitive that could actually be, it could be really bad for Man, those so particular individuals. This thing aerosol, it just goes airborne on you. So you think you've contained, all you've done is agitated and spread it around. That's exactly right. So you've aerosolized it. So not only does it release spores, it also will release that gas. So it's mm-hmm. those two things. So the spores are basically like little seeds or almost like eggs. So that when you have the right conditions, if it has enough water, oxygen, and nutrients, it can then start growing again. And now you've given it new opportunity to start growing throughout your house. And then, of course, if you've aerosolized it, it now gets into the AC system so you can get mold in your ducts. Because there's a number of different places that you can find mold in the home, and the ducks is just one of them. So as a detective of this business, you kind of start out with some ideas. Hey, let's let's look here. Let's look here. This is likely. But again, until you do the testing, you really don't know what's out because it's invisible. You, you never really know. So what I do is I do a free environmental consultation You know, for guys that feel like they may have an issue. So they call in, set up an appointment. Okay. I'll go in, and I'll start taking a look around. And I'll look in all the different places that I can normally find it. And at that point in time, I give them direction in terms of, look, here's right. a here's a good inspector. This guy would be great for this particular situation. 
I have a good idea of what inspectors are you know suitable for each type of situation that they may be running into, and then we work out an actual strategic handling to make sure that we get rid of that the mold in the home and make it safe and healthy again. So out there, if you're on your own and you're thinking, where would it be? Water, heat, moisture, humidity. Think about those kind of things. Where in your house do they crop up? Where could they get contained? Because it's it's about getting it caught in a certain area, it seems like. You know, you talk about ducks in the wall, places like that. Yeah, it can definitely be behind the walls, unfortunately, um, because that is one of the hardest spots to find it. You mm. know, I've been in homes where it looked immaculate. It looked like there was no situation yeah. whatsoever. And sure enough, it is behind the walls and it's off-gassing. Uh, one place that's another common one, of course, is the crawl space. You know, in those homes that are the older homes or if, like, let's say they're built on some sort of, you know, stilts or, you know, even three-foot blocks right. or whatever it right. is, you know, you get that hot, humid air that comes in and it starts to rise. Mm-hmm. And you have about 50% of the air that you breathe is actually coming from that crawl space. So if you have that toxic mold underneath those planks and you're breathing that in, you know, you walk into a home and it's musty. You can't figure out why, what's going on. It has that old Florida smell. Right. It's very likely that it's in the crawl space. Yep. I always associate that older homes. You know, I think I own a home 50 years old. If your house is built in the 70s or 80s, I always think of it that way. But really, new constructions, no guarantee that you're not going to have this issue either. Because during construction, the mold can actually get into the wall before they close everything up. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, how many of the months in Florida are raining? Right. So a lot of contractors, I've had, I've had to do remediation projects on uh, homes before they're even built where you have the two by fours the framing etc that mm-hmm. has a ton of mold growing on those those you know the two by fours right. for the frames and of course now you cl- close it up but there's going to be a heat differential there's going to be that hot humid air and then you have that cool dry air so it's going to move in or it may reverse during the winter time where it's more humid and it's cold and dry outside so you're going to have that vapor transfer that wow. goes through the actual building material and, of course, uh, the, the mold gets enough water where it can start growing right. or releasing gas. So this isn't the kind of thing you can just seal up your house and think it's, it's sealed up tight and not going to happen because it, it's, it's in the oxygen. It's in the air. You know what I mean? It, it'll find a way. Yeah, it, and it is obviously quite prevalent here in Florida just because of the conditions. Right. So it does lend itself to, um, you know, uh, a moldy climate, a Petri dish in a lot of different homes. So that's why we have worked out, you know, solutions, and that's why, you know, we the name is Mold right. Solutions. You know, Talk Mold a little Solutions. bit about that, Brand. So someone contacts Mold Solutions USA. How does it start? What do you do? So first thing we do is we do an intake form, find out what's going on. Are they dealing with a pipe that's broken? Because if that's the case, then obviously we go the insurance route if it's sort of an event that occurred. If it's something where it's due to humidity, if it's something that's more of a long-term situation or they don't really know what's going on, then it's going to be something that, um, you know, we're going to have to go look. Right. We're going to have to do a deep dive, find right. out what's going on. So we do an environmental consultation, and we go in there with a bunch of different tools, thermal imaging, moisture meters, um, flashlights that kind of show the, the texture of the mold under certain, you know, different colors. It shows up differently. Wow. And then um, if, we, if we need to bring in a, an inspector based on if we didn't find anything, if we did find something, because there's different laws and statutes regarding mold. So. Okay. We make sure that we follow those particular things. And then, um, you know, at that point in time, we work out a, a plan, a strategic, you know, program for that home to make it safe and healthy once again. Hillsboro, Pasco, Pinellas, where are you guys? Uh, we're out of uh, Pinellas. We're right on okay. the border of Largo and uh, Clearwater on uh, Bel Air in Missouri, right in that location. And uh, But we'll go and we'll come into Tampa. Okay. Um, we'll go up to uh, Pasco. We'll go down to Sarasota. But Tampa Bay, gotcha. you know. 
Phil. Brandon Faust, he's the owner, Mold Solutions USA. Please get in touch with Brandon. Don't wait till you get a problem. God forbid one of your kids gets sick from this kind of thing. It's something that's preventable if you're on top of it. So thanks so much for coming in today, Brandon. Should I give him a number? Please. Uh, 727-276-4787. And they can find us at moldsolutionsusa.com. Moldsolutionsusa.com. Thanks so much, Brandon, for coming in. I think this is something we all got to take a look at because it's kind of invisible. We may not know you have an issue until it's too late. Okay. All right, don't go anywhere. We got Shane Socash from David Reynolds Jewelry and Coin coming up, and of course our feel good story about these young kids that know they want to be teachers, so they're not waiting to graduate. They do it while they're in school. Don't go anywhere. This is the Consumer Quarterback Show. This is work done, and you're listening to the Real Estate Quarterback Show, hosted by my man Brandon Rhymes. To get in touch with Brandon, call eight one three nine one seven eighteen ninety four online at consumerqb.com. Hey, Brandon Rimes here. We are looking for real estate investors. We've got a new relationship bringing us a tremendous amount of off-market real estate investment opportunities. So text the word investor to our hotline, 813-750-0550. Off-market real estate investment opportunities. Text investor to 813-750-0550. Brandon Rimes here, Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. Looking for real estate investors. Send us a text. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. That's right. ConsumerQB.com is a great resource for you out there. If you want to check out any of the expert contributors on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Of course, we have sponsors for the Consumer Quarterback Show as well. The sponsor for this segment is Brothers Easy Moving, the official moving company of the uh, Consumer Quarterback Show. Whether you're going local or long distance, get in touch with Brothers Easy Moving. They're great, and they have lots of five-star reviews online. Check them out, Brothers Easy Moving. Of course, Brandon is the owner of the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams. We're going to look at one more property, if we could, Johnny. Johnny Torres, our TV producer, is going to put one up on the screen for me. I'll show you any of the properties you hear pitched on the Consumer Quarterback Show. You can check out online at ConsumerQB.com. Here's something in Dunedin, a 1,000-square-foot building, three-bedroom, one-bath, fully renovated home right near downtown Dunedin, 141 Highland Avenue. Uh, new kitchen, appliances, countertops, new oakwood flooring, and this one's real close to the uh, spring training home of the Toronto Blue Jays, right there, TD Ballpark. So 141 Highland Ave in Dunedin. Again, get in touch with Brandon and the Platinum MVP team. Don't leave money on the table. And of course, the Consumer Quarterback Show is all about the feel-good story. And I've got one for you about students here in Hillsborough County. I don't know if you know about this program. It's called the Dual Enrollment Program. But these high school students aren't wasting any time pursuing their dreams. On any given day, Jaylene Garcia and Zoe Didone could be student in high school, a student in college, or a teacher in an elementary school. So third grade, I really love my teachers. So ever since then, I told my mom I wanted to be a teacher, said Garcia. However, uh, Jaylene and Zoe weren't about to wait for a college internship to take their spot at the head of the classroom. They joined the Dual Enrollment Program right here in Hillsborough County. I just really want Wanted to get the ball moving, she says. Get my experience already. If I had a chance to start now, I was going to start right now, said Garcia. So not only are they completing their high school classes, as well as classes at HCC, but they're also going into schools like Broward Elementary to get hands-on teaching experience. So I think it's super fun. I'm here for the max hours, 25 a week, she says. Uh, I'm here all week, basically like a teacher. I love it so much. I build relationships with the students, but also with the teachers who work here. So both women will be receiving their HCC Associate of Arts degrees and high school diplomas all in the same month, then it's on to USF. 
Their mentors couldn't be more proud. I think it's great for these young ladies to take so much of their own time. They could be doing anything, but they come here to chose to be a part of this teaching community, said Broward teacher Sabrina Biven. So really cool story about dual enrollment, about kids who already know what they're going, getting their uh, career started early, right in high school. So really cool story. All right. Thanks so much to uh, Brandon Faust and the owner. He's the owner of Mold Solutions USA for coming on the show and helping us understand a little bit about mold out there. Now we're going to switch gears and talk to Shane Sokash, David Reynolds, Jewelry and Coin. I love talking to uh, Shane because I always imagine myself finding some uh, valuable coin or some uh, some kind of jewel out there. What's the latest, Shane? Anybody walk in, drag a big bag of rocks in and find anything huge? Uh, (laughs) So... You know, that kind of happens every day, Uh, you know, with gold over $1,800 an ounce. You know, the average person that brings in, you know, a handful of things they don't uh, wear anymore or broken pieces, uh, you know, it's typically well over $1,000. So, like, while no specific one thing stands out in my mind as a a big surprise, uh, it is something we deal with every day just in that but you know, from that capacity. I read a lot about folks out there who come across a find. You know, they go they go on these hikes. Maybe they're looking for gems or something like that, or they're searching through uh, a, a storage facility and they find they come across something. You guys have these GIA uh, uh, certified gemologists on staff down there because it takes a professional eye. I could imagine a lot of people get deceived with costume jewelry and different minerals. Yeah, we have the experts. We have graduate gemologists and uh, uh, certified uh, uh, registered master valuers here in our uh, store. Um, so, you know, diamonds, obviously, gemstones, that type of thing, uh, especially now with modern synthetics. You, you, you know, with fine watches, you're dealing with counterfeits. That's a pretty common uh, thing that we help people with. Uh, if they purchase a, a watch or if a watch is handed down to them and they want to know if it's a genuine watch or not, um, uh, we're here to help with that type of thing. Now, so it's not so easy. It's not as easy as you think, like you're going to get a guy in the street going to sell you a Rolex with a K in it instead of an X. It takes, <laughs> it's not quite that straightforward. you got to know what you're doing in terms of being able to, to recognize the cut and the clarity and everything when it comes to jewelry. And, of course, with jewelry, you guys are able to build these custom pieces for people. What's the most unique one? Has anyone come in and tried to have a Super Bowl ring or something crazy, some big extravagant project? Talk, talk about some of the custom piece you've done. So, you know... I've been designing jewelry for 30 years in St. Pete, so, like, it's it's countless, you know. It, it runs from very simple pieces to uh, incredibly ornate, uh, you know, beautiful pieces, fancy color yellow diamonds with lots of diamonds, you know, around, uh, surrounding it. Um, we do lots of pieces. They all kind of run together at this point, and nothing recently really jumps out as just being phenomenal. I did. A, a, a kind of a princess carriage pendant, and it looked like something that Cinderella might arrive to a ball in, and it was diamond studded and beautiful 18 karat gold and enameling. Uh, that was a piece I, I did a couple of years ago. That one kind of stands out. Well, I imagine after you've done, like you have this experience and you've made these pieces, you could probably recognize one of your pieces on somebody or out in, an, in, the, in the world if you saw it. 
you really never forget the, the, the pieces that really stand out uh, like that. You know, you never forget it. And, and I could um, pick it out of a lineup immediately. I had a piece just come back. It was one of the first pieces I ever sketched. Uh, so we're talking about 92 or 93. Um, and I worked for another St. Petersburg jeweler and made it for the gentleman. And, you know, he was getting up in age and it wasn't his thing anymore. And he came into my store uh, last year and sold it back to me. I literally still had the photograph and the sketch from the original designs, and I have the piece and the sketch, you know, with uh, 30 years nearly spanning the two. How how has the value changed, Shane? Uh, the value of that particular piece. Yeah, just curious. That was a that was a very specific piece for him. It was a diamond that he personally had that was important to him and gotcha. had his initial on it. It's not something I'm going to resell. You know, it's just something. In this case, it, it, honestly, it would have been melted down had it. Yeah, not. I was going to say, do you ever give it an assessment and say that the composition is worth more than the the way it's built? You know what I mean? The, the materials are more valuable. Like every day, so much. You know, you know, we carry a lot of uh, fine design jewelry, uh, you know, so very, very little of what we buy over the counter actually makes it back out for resale. Um, You know, most pieces are not old enough to be antique and not new enough to be modern, and thus it gets melted down. Uh, But in rare cases, we get some really exceptionally beautiful pieces uh, that we're able to refurbish and put out for sale as antiques. And in those cases, you know, uh, that's part of what helps us have a different inventory than everyone else. Mm-hmm. And so I imagine it, you've seen lots of pieces over the years. Have you had anyone that's come in and said they're looking for a particular thing, but it's no longer available, so they don't have a picture maybe for you to go off? You've got to kind of use a description or you count on a sketch at that time, or how do you do it? So as far as making jewelry? Yeah, if someone had an idea. Today's CAD design. I've been CAD designing uh, jewelry now for 15, you know, 18, 15, 16, 17 years. Um, so, yeah, I'll sit down with them. We'll do a Google image search to get, you know, the bones of the idea that they have. And, you know, you can look at one picture and say, I like this aspect of this ring and that aspect of that ring, you know, and then I'll CAD design it and I'm able to, and that's computer animated design, and I'm able to show them what the ring will look like before I've made it, that way we can make changes until we get it right and then 3D print a model and, and complete the piece from there. Wow. What about unique style jewelry? Have you seen anything like big elaborate uh, rings that go across all four fingers or the, the the crazy chains or anything, the grills for people? Have anyone come in and try to get something built that you're like, what in the world? Yeah. So... You know, that's not any, you know, there was a time when I was younger that I would take on anything and I did some, like, you know, three or four finger rings right. and I made grills for people. <laughs> it's just not our wheelhouse. That's, you know, right. it's fantastic stuff. Like I see some of these amazing, like some of the stars, the rappers with the grills, like, you know, that's real jewelry. That's like, they do an incredible job. The people that are making those, they're nice pieces of jewelry. Um, not something obviously I'm going to wear, right. uh, but I have an appreciation for it, but it's not our wheelhouse. We, you know, we've got a pretty set wheelhouse and that's your, you know, your local trusted family full service fine jewelry store. So talk about that. You guys have been in St. Pete, one location, many, many years. You've probably had a, a, a wife and a daughter get their rings this, you know, in the same spot. Yeah, we've had two and three generation uh, clients here uh, pretty regularly. I would say almost every day we see, you know, a second generation person. In fact, today I got a phone 
call from a lady I made a beautiful fine piece of jewelry for uh, three fancy uh, yellow diamonds and GIA diamonds and the ring was made in platinum encrusted with uh, uh, small diamonds and she called today and said that her uh, son is uh, looking to get engaged and she's stopping down Saturday and we're going to talk about uh, diamonds for him. That's awesome. You know, I picture you working with some one of those big uh, hoods on with the magnified mask. I got it. Yeah, that's me. I just literally took it off before <laughs> before you picked up before we started talking. That is such detailed work, Shane. How did you? I mean, how did you? Come, I would think it's you don't want to just practice. You don't want to damage any valuable jewelry. Uh, I imagine it takes a little while to get skilled. How, how, how does that work? Well, so I was pretty driven, and, uh, you know, in high school, I took an art elective for uh, jewelry, and it really kind of clicked, and I didn't have any other ideas as far as what I wanted to do. Um, and so then I continued to take that class, and then I took every class I could get my hands on, little art right. art uh, uh, community centers, had jewelry classes, and I would take those. And then I was lucky enough that... Uh, uh, Pinellas Technical Institute, I think they call it now, here across from the Gibbs campus, offered a jewelry program, and I got on the waiting list for that, and I took that for two years full-time and, you know, went on to do GIA uh, courses and completed all of that, and basically just uh, being driven to, to, like, take all the classes I could get, attend classes, read books. Um, back then, it was before YouTube, so right. I would rent VHS tapes uh, about how to do different processes, and it, it was like, I don't know, it's, it's what I've always wanted to do. Well, it's just like we talk about here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, you know, immerse yourself in knowledge, you know, educate yourself, push yourself, and you'll, you'll find niches and applications for that knowledge. Thanks so much for coming on, Shane. What's the best way for folks to get in touch with you if they want to get a custom piece or come by the store? Well, we're on the corner of 40th Street and Central Avenue in St. Petersburg, and uh, you know, they could always uh, check us out online, David Reynolds davidreynoldsjewelryandcoin.com David Reynolds, thanks so much Shane for coming in thank you sir alright that was Shane Socash owner of David Reynolds Jewelry and Coin he's got a St. Pete location we encourage everybody to check him out online I want to thank everybody for making the show so good Carmika Rubin always comes in prepared we learned a lot about foreclosure and then Mold Solutions USA owner Brandon Faust man that is a silent killer that we all better get up to speed with in the state of Florida because we are ripe for that mold conditions out there right now I want to thank Brandon Rimes for creating the show and mostly for letting me sit in when he's not around. Please check out the show, whether you're listening on the AM side and the radio, on the FM side on 102.5 FM, or go to our YouTube channel. Check out The Consumer Quarterback. You've been listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Whether it's real estate, consumer, or financial advice, let Brandon call your next play. Call Brandon Rhymes at 813-917-1894. That's 813-917-1894. Online at consumerqb.com. And join us next time for the Consumer Quarterback Show.